Somebody, they tell me, is making my computers behave that way. They're also worried about my home phone. It's practically unusable now. Often when I call home, it only rings once on the receiving end. But on my end, it keeps ringing and then connects somewhere else. Nobody's there. Other times, it disconnects in the middle of calls. There are clicks and buzzes. My friends who call hear the strange noises and ask about them. I get used to the routine of callers suggesting, half-jokingly, Is your phone tapped? My whole family's tired of it. Verizon has been to the house over and over again but can't fix whatever's wrong. On top of that, my home alarm system has begun chirping a nightly warning that my phone line is having trouble of an unidentified nature. It chirps until I get out of bed and reset it. Every night. Different times. I'm losing sleep. I'm the one who tries to get information from the keepers, and I can be relentless. That kind of tenacity doesn't always make friends, not even at CBS News, which has built an impressive record for dogged reporting in the tradition of Edward R. Murrow, Eric Severide, and Mike Wallace. But that's okay. I'm not in journalism to make friends. My job is to remind politicians and government officials as to who they work for. Some of them have forgotten. They think they personally own your tax dollars. They think they own the information their agencies gather on the public's behalf. They think they're entitled to keep that information from the rest of us and, make no mistake, they're bloody incensed that we want it. The Benghazi mystery is proving especially difficult. The feds are keeping a suspiciously tight clamp on details. They won't even say how long the attacks went on or when they ended. What they do reveal sometimes contradicts information provided by their sister agencies. And some of the most basic, important questions? They won't address at all. For months, the Obama administration has dismissed all questions as partisan witch-hunting. And why not? That approach has proven successful, at least among some colleagues in the news media. They're apparently satisfied with the limited answers. They aren't curious about the gaping holes, the contradictions. They're part of the club that's decided only agenda-driven Republicans would be curious about all of that. These journalists don't need to ask questions about Benghazi at the White House press briefings, at Attorney General Eric Holder's public appearances, or during President Obama's limited media availabilities. It might make the administration mad. It might even prompt them to threaten the access of uncooperative journalists. Other journalists simply think it would be rude, maybe even silly to waste time pursuing a topic of such little consequence. There are so many more important things going on in the world. But still, I'm curious. What did the President of the United States do all that night during the attacks? With Americans under siege and a U.S. ambassador missing, later confirmed dead, what actions did the Commander-in-Chief take? What decisions did he make? I'm making slow but steady progress in finding answers to some of the mysteries. Some of my sources are in extremely sensitive positions. They say lies are being told. They're angry. 
They want to set the record straight, but they can't reveal themselves on television. It would end their careers and make them pariahs among their peers. Little by little, with their help, I'm piecing together bits of the puzzle. Those involved in the U.S. response to the attacks tell me that the U.S. government was in sheer chaos that night. Those with knowledge of military assets and special forces tell me that resources weren't fully utilized to try to mount a rescue while the attacks were underway. Those with first-hand knowledge say that the government's interagency counterterrorism security group, CSG, wasn't convened even though presidential directive requires it. Others whisper of the State Department rejecting security requests and overlooking warning signs in the weeks leading up to the attacks. There are those in government who don't like it that the sources are...